Mark is continuing to read in the Holy Spirit, Chapter 18, Part 2, by Arthur King. Hello, everyone. Today is the 10th of November. Tomorrow's Veterans Day. Hope you're having a good day and hope you're ready for a good weekend. You can get a copy of this book if you go to uh, Amazon.com. I think they still have some copies of this book left if you choose to get one. Holy Spirit, Chapter 18, Part 2. Holy Spirit, 94. It said more, especially to be there. Because God is said more, especially to be there where he manifests his power and presence to heaven as his own place. So it is with his spirit. He is in believers, not simply by the effects of common providence, by his gracious operations and familiar presence. Even the spirit of truth in the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you. This will be in you, John fourteen seventeen. The world of natural men are utter strangers to the spirit of God, not being acquainted with his sanctifying operations. But he ultimately discovers his presence to those who are quickened by him. Second constancy dwelling expresses a permanent abode. Spirit does not affect the regenerate by a transient action only or come upon them occasionally as he did the province of old when he endowed them for some particular service above the measure of their ordinary ability. So he abides in them by working such effects as are lasting. He comes to the believer not as a visitor. As an inhabitant, he is within us a well of water springing up in everlasting life. John 14, John 4:14. He liveth in a renewed heart, so that by his constant and continual influence he maintains the life of grace in us. By his blessed Spirit, Christians are sealed in the day of redemption. Ephesians 4:30. Third, sovereignly, this is not. This is also denoted under the term dwell. He is owner of the house, and not an underlining from the fact that the believer's body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The apostle points out the necessary invocation that he is not his own. 1 Corinthians 6.19, previously he has possessed by another, another owner, even Satan, the evil spirit, says, I return to my house, Matthew 12.44. Spirit has dispossessed him, and the sanctified heart has become his house where he commands and governs after his own will. Take again the figure of the sanctuary. Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, 1 Corinthians 3.16. A temple and a sacred dwelling employed for the honor and glory of God, where he is to be revered and worshipped, revered and worshipped, and from which all idols must be excluded. The dwelling spirit is the bond by which believers are united to Christ, that therefore we find the Holy Spirit abiding in us. We may warmly, mournfully, who we have been joined to the Lord. This is plainly set forth in those words the Saviors. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. 
I am them and thou and me that they may be made perfect in one. John seventeen twenty two and twenty three. Glory of Christ humanity was its union with the Godhead, how it's united by the Holy Spirit. This very glory Christ has given his people, I am them, which he is by the sanctifying spirit, the bond of our union with him. The indwelling spirit is a sure mark of believers' freedom from the covenant of works under which all Christian persons stand and are titles and special privileges of the new covenant in which none but Christ are interested, which is another way of saying they are not under law but under grace. Romans six fourteen. This is plain for apostles reasoning in Galatians four, six and seven. Because your sons God has sent forth the Spirit of the Son to your heart, saying, Abba Father, wherefore thou art not more a servant but a son, the spirit of the old covenant was a servile one. The spirit of fear and bondage and those under the same were not sons but servants. The spirit of the new covenant is a free one, the children inheriting the blessed promises. Royal immunities contained the charter of grace, and your own spirit is a certain pledge, an earnest of eternal salvation, execution of the eternal decree of God's electing love. John Jeremiah 31 3, an application of the virtues and benefits of the death of Christ by the Spirit, Galatians 3 13 and 14. Must needs be sure evidence of a personal interest in the Savior. This is plain from First Peter one two, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctification of the Spirit and the peace of the blood of Jesus Christ. God's eternal decree is executed in the blood of Christ, sprinkled upon us when we receive the Spirit of sanctification. Spirits reside in the Christian as a guarantee and earnest of eternal inheritance. Who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts, Second Corinthians one twenty two. What are the evidences and fruits of the Spirit's habitation? First, wherever the Spirit dwells. He in some decree mortifies and subdues the evils of the soul which he resides. The Spirit lusts against the flesh, Galatians five seventeen believers through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body. Romans eight thirteen. This is one special part of this sanctifying work. Though he kills not sin and believers, he subdues it, though he does not so subdue the flesh so that it never troubles or defiles him again. Its dominion is taken away. Perfect freedom from its very presence awaits them in heaven, but even now animated by their holy indweller, Christian deny themselves and use the means of grace which God has appointed for deliverance from the reigning power of sin. Second, wherever the Spirit dwells, he produces the spirit of prayer and supplication. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for if we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Romans 8.26, the two things are inseparable wherever he is poured out. As the Spirit of grace, he is also poured out as the Spirit of supplication. Zechariah 12.10 helps Christians before they pray by stirring up their spiritual affections, stimulating their holy desires. He helps them in prayer by teaching them to ask for those things which 
are according to God's will. He it is who humbles the pride of their hearts, moves their sluggish wills. Out of weakness, moot makes them strong. He helps them after prayer by quickening hope and patience to wait for God's answers. Third, where the Spirit dwells, he works a heavenly and spiritual frame of mind. They that are after flesh do mind the things of the flesh, and they that have the Spirit mind the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded in death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Romans 8, 5 through 6. The workings of every creature follow the being and bent of its nature. If God, Christ, having engaged the thoughts and affections of the soul, the Spirit of God is there. There are times in each Christian's life where he exclaims how precious are also are the thoughts unto me of God, how great is some of them. If I should count them, they are more numbered than the sand when I awake. I'm still with these, Psalm 139, 17, 18. Such holy contemplation is a very life to regenerate. It says the sincere Christian, if the Spirit of God dwells in me, could my heart be so listless and averse to spiritual duties? After the very fact that you're exercised and burdened over this sad state evidences the presence of spiritual life in your soul, what be borne in mind that there is a vast difference between spiritual death and spiritual deadness. The former is the condition of the unregenerate, the latter is the disease and the plane of thousands of regenerate. Now it well that times that nine times over David in the single Psalm hundred nineteen prayed quicken me, though it be so often if it not do always with thee. There are seasons when the Lord breaks in upon the heart, enlarges thy affection and sets thy soul at liberty, clear proof thou art not deserted by the comforter. Next time chapter nineteen the spirit teaching. Thank you, Mark. Well, hope you all have a good weekend. And I'm not sure if we're going to do this again tomorrow or not. We'll find out.